So here we go. Troy is all set to finally find out what he thinks about Rose the Hat. But before we do that, put the brakes on this. <laughs> Those are brakes. Uh, we're going to find out what leads up to this. What's causing all this? With our review of a classic. It's been a while since we've done one of those cinematic masterpiece classics. So let's dive into the one that started Dr. Sleep. Let's talk about the 1980 Jack Nicholson classic. The Shining. We're talking about it. We're going to be talking about Shelley Duvall. We talk about Jack Nicholson. We're going to talk about that weird ass kid and his finger that he talks to. All of that on a very Oh, I Mr. Torrance edition of the review. <laughs> review. Ah, oh, shit. Start in the middle. <laughs> there we go. Now I start it back. Extra long <laughs> theme song this time. I love that we just gave it away, that we just do it live. Do it live, fuck we it. do it live, fuck it. Fuck you know? it. Hey, welcome to the review review. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. Fuck it. We're fucking it. <laughs> uh, I am, of course, toward the max extreme. What does it mean to play us out? <laughs> Turn the show... Here's Sting and his new album! <laughs> and here's Sting with a cut off his new album. Take it away. <laughs> Fuck. Just rips his coat off. That clip will never get old. <laughs> I think it's been less than a month since we talked about it last. The last time Neil was on, we talked about it. It's always less than a week before I think about it again. <laughs> Today we are going over The Shining. The Shining. A movie that I may go on a month without thinking about again. Oh, no. Is For that reasons? Good, is that a bad thing? Good I may thing? bring up later. Okay. Spoilers. Didn't like it? Ahead. <laughs> and uh, At the end of the show. This is also uh, a movie, uh, a little bit of spoiler for me, that I, I actually rented... Two movies to prepare for oh this show. Oh my god. I'll fill you in about that later. We talking about top of the hour type stuff? Try some top of the hour type shit. Oh my god. That's why god. we do we do the show. Top. And then all those people that are dedicated, we're like, okay, we'll let you in. <laughs> we're like the be like the news like the bouncer at the club. Mm-hmm. It's like wait in line. Mm-hmm. You can wait in line. And you're cool enough. That's right. Let you in the club. That's right. You club us. being our review of The Shining. That's right. Slip us a fitty. Slip us a fitty. <laughs> you get right in. <laughs> hey, did you hear about this, JT? What? Steven Spielberg is not going to be directing Indiana Jones 5, which is apparently still Son happening. Son of a bitch, because he directed my favorite one, The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> well, didn't he direct all of them? Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> great all right sweet uh rumor has it i got a lot of rumor news yeah this this week here jt that james manigold 
is in the works Ooh. to direct this. Director of, From, of Logan fame? Of Logan fame. Of Ford v. Ferrari semi-fame. Still have yet to check that out. Same. Heard it's a dad movie. I could be into that. Yep. You did bear children, so it's right up your alley. Yes, I bore them. <laughs> there's, just a, there's a spot in the middle of Ford v. Ferrari <laughs> where Christian Bale just looks into the screen and says, Kids, am I right? <laughs> That's for you dads. <laughs> That's Matt Damon's line. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that would be way more Matt Damon lines. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Matt Damon line. Uh, apparently, Steven Spielberg is out due to... Uh, th- now, this is quoted from him, and I don't know how f- full of bullshit it is, but yeah. that he wants the uh, to pass the torch, so to speak, to a new director, a new set of fans for the next coming yeah, generation. That sounds like bullshit. It does sound like bullshit because this <laughs> movie has been trying to happen since 2016 and he's probably fucking sick of it and he just wants to do anything else. That's what I think it yeah. is. I need to make the BFG2. <laughs> yeah, the BFG2, the BFG yeah. the big fucking giant. <laughs> This one's going to be R. That's right. <laughs> We're not even going to sugarcoat it. Yeah. It's the big fucking the giant. The big fucking giant. You have to ask for it by name when you get a ticket. <laughs> yeah. Or else you got to go see the BFG again. Yeah. The first one. <laughs> so you going to watch him bottle his farts. <laughs> movie fucking sucks. I never saw it. I never saw it. It was read to me in fifth grade by my great aunt, who was also my fifth grade teacher. There you go. A little fact of life for you. There you go. Uh, so anyway, I'm assuming that scripting and all this stuff has taken a fucking coon's age to get done. Oh, yeah. He doesn't like the decision of where it's going, so he's out. <laughs> he's going to stay on as producer to still yeah. make that producer cash. Yeah. I don't want to work on this. I'm just going to throw money at it. Yeah. <laughs> and probably get a decent return back on it. Yeah. And if it sucks, his name's going to be, like, besmirched. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one's gonna give a shit. Good, good work, Steven. What was it? I watched. Uh, oh, I watched uh, Sleepy Hollow for no reason this last <laughs> week. Mm-hmm. Francis Ford Coppola produced that. Really? Yeah. The one with Johnny Depp. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's just weird. It's like weird, like watching, like Dane DeVito's like produced like a shit ton of movies. Did he produce that one? Not that one. <laughs> but I've like, say. there's been like so many times where like it's just like a, it'll be like a weird random drama, and then it's like executive producer Danny DeVito, like what the fuck, <laughs> for what? <laughs> oh well, maybe that's why you can all just keep doing. It's always sunny. Yeah, because <laughs> he's like, I got all the money in the yeah. world. I got all this money from producing. Now it's time to show off my troll feet. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my god. Good one. Good work. Uh excuse me, I feel a burp coming on. I apologize. Charming. It needed to happen. It's charming, everybody. You know what else is charming, JT? What? Not this news. Oh god. Apple? Yeah. The company. Yeah. Uh according to David Ayer, anyway. Yeah says that Apple will not let the use of iPhones fall into the hands of bad guys. Yeah. Meaning, 
if there's a villain in a movie, they're not allowed to have an iPhone. Oh, see, I thought because I read that Ryan Johnson in an interview said. Oh, that. I'm, I'm Ryan Johnson said it, not David Ayer. <laughs> yeah, like he got interviewed, like even like said in the interview, where it's like I don't know if I should be saying this. Yeah, but I thought it was kind of fun or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but he was like, yeah, Apple won't let movie studios have villains use Apple products, which is so freaking bizarre. Like no one would ever say like. That's a villainous type of computer, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows a- villains would use Apple. Could you imagine if Hans Gruber had an a- like an iPhone? <laughs> what would that do, huh? Besmirch the entire company. Steve Jobs would have been at their throats. Siri, find the detonators. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you happen to see the leaked, or, I don't even know if it was leaked, uh, Batman footage of the Batman footage? I think I saw a picture of it. Is it, like, like weird jagged armor and stuff? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because I saw that and I was like, that looks different from the thing that I saw with, like, the red light. I thought it looked a little different, like, way bulkier. Yeah. Um... So, uh, <laughs> so Robert Pattinson has like a more slender frame, right? I know he's trying yeah. to beef up, okay, right? But like even that, like I, this is probably a stunt guy too, because I think they were doing motorcycle stunts. And yeah, because it didn't look like uh, our pats, our pats. Yeah, our pats. Our he's pats. our pats. <laughs> you bet he is. Our bats. Our our bats. <laughs> Is our pats. <laughs> our bats? Hashtag uh, our pats is our bats. <laughs> God, we're fucking cool. Um, anyway, the uh, my circle of Twitter was all abuzz with the leaked Batman footage, watching him fall off a motorcycle and all that kind of stuff this last yeah. week. So that was kind of fun. Um I don't think I'm a huge fan of the suit so far. Granted, I haven't seen a lot of it in motion. Yeah. And they're probably going to CG a cape on there. Oh, I'm sure. But so far... Make it oblong and fucking huge. Please, could you? Uh, I, I I just... I don't know. The, the cowl looks, like, disproportionate from the body. Yeah. So the cowl looks, like, super thin compared to, like, this bulky kind of armor and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they'll sonic it. Yeah, please. <laughs> it's like people be like, I hate this. Yeah, and then they'll redo just like, it all. Do redo it all in post. It costs five million to <laughs> render the render the armor right. in post. Well, I mean, they CG'd all over all the Avengers costumes in Endgame. Granted, they had like two years for them to do that. That's so true. Why don't they do that with this Batman movie? Yeah, they could. Why not? I mean, just refilm it. It worked in the past. Just, <laughs> just do the whole movie over. Yeah, just film it twice. That always goes over well. Man, Justice League was such a success. <laughs> it had so much accolades. They're still talking about how it's a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> uh, I have actually two bits of Marvel television news oh here, JT, God. before I wrap all my news Marvel up. Marvel TV. Uh, the, uh, She-Hulk TV series on Disney Plus, yeah. uh, may have a rumored casting Uh-oh. for the titular She-Hulk, Jennifer Walters. Oh. 
Let me see how you like this name. Allison Bree could possibly... That would be good. Yes! Right? Yeah. I was a, first a bit taken back when I read that, but then the more I thought about it, I'm like, okay, I kind of like that. Yeah, I like She's likable. She is likable. She can play a bit of a dork, which yeah. uh, Jennifer Walters... Well, easy now, Troy. Come on. Okay. She can play one. Yeah, but you're over here being a eighth grade bully to her. What? Calling Allison Brie a dork. She can act like a dork. She yeah. can play a dork. Acting like Biff Tannen over here. <laughs> Whatever, butthead. <laughs> hey, Allison, <laughs> give me your lunch money, you dork. <laughs> Which uh, Jennifer Walters is? It could be a bit of a dork. She's, I know she's. I know she's a lawyer, but still, she can come <sighs> off as a bit of a dweeb. It's 2020, man. Why you, you can't call people dorks anymore? Ugh. Oh. Oh. What is that? Just a word you can't say? Nobody Man. told me? And I've been saying it this whole time? Man. I've been saying it a lot today. You start paying attention to the news, Troy. Oh, my God. What a dork I am. <laughs> it's 2020, man. Gotta wake up. Oh. oh. I feel like a fucking tool, you know? <laughs> Just so insensitive. Man. She's probably gonna go Can't home believe this. and cry herself to sleep because fucking... T-Max on the Review Review Podcast called her a dork. <laughs> called her a dork. <laughs> Such an idiot. Listen here, X-Lax. <laughs> uh, last bit of news I have, JT, is that the Moon Knight series for yes. Disney Plus will be starting filming this fall. All right. Look forward to that. News is very light this week. Can't wait to sense that filming's happening <laughs> this fall. In six months. <laughs> Get ready. It's going to wake up. For wicked the, speculation. The leaves are going to be brown. I'm going to look up in the sky and be like, yes, Moon Knight's filming. It's time. It's time to film Moon it's Knight. It's time. <laughs> I'm taking comfort in the fact that Moon Knight's filming. Well, I hope you feel that, okay? Don't you forget it. <laughs> I want you to feel that. I don't want you to forget it minutes after I said it. <laughs> okay. 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 You got news or what over there? I'm pulling it up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Troy. What? Jurassic. Yes. World. Three. Uh huh. It's coming. It's coming around the bend. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> and uh, they just released uh-huh. their title for Jurassic World three. And uh, I guess they've had a director for a while. I didn't know that he was actually going to be the director. But uh, the third film in the franchise is Jurassic World Dominion. Okay. Directed by a favorite here on the show, Colin. Trevaro. Very good. Very good. Did he direct the first Jurassic World? Yes. He did? Yeah, he did. <laughs> okay. He did. I don't know who directed the second one, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it wasn't him. Should we look it up? Look it up, T-Max. Look it up. Oh, my gosh. My phone is at 3%, too, so this would be a ticking clock situation. Sweet. I want to play that uh, James Bond song while you're looking it up. <laughs> Hey, Google, who directed the Jurassic World movies? 
Well, there's the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who did the second one. Who what was the second one even called? Uh, Jurassic World. Uh, Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. Got it. Here we go. Look it up. Here we go. Look it up. J.A. Bayona. J.A. Bayona. Who is that? Don't know, but it made $1.3 so they're going to make another one. Which they are. Which they're calling it what? Evolution? Uh, Jurassic World Endgame? I was too busy trying to find the James Bond theme. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Dominion. Dominion. I wasn't close on any of those. Yeah. Perfect. I'm guessing it's going to... Yeah, because it's going to probably take place after... Right after the events of the second one, which, uh, spoiler alert for those that didn't see Fallen Kingdom, uh, dinosaurs have taken over the world now. Cool. I'm into it. So it's going to be, uh... I didn't see it. Okay. (laughs) But I I know about it. Yeah, that's Not a big surprise. That's what's happening. Uh, Troy, CBS! We love them here. You bet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Apparently, they're going to be starting a series based on Clarice Starling. Okay. From Sands of the Lambs. Okay. Okay. And it's going to sp- supposedly take place uh, right after the events of Sands of the Lambs. Okay. And follow her career as she chases down more sociopaths okay. and uh, just weird dudes. Cool. So, like, Mindhunter, but not probably <laughs> it's cbs so it's probably gonna be like mine hunter but suck okay cool can't wait yeah to not see it because it's on cbs so yeah cbs so just, which i welcome home am adamant on wasn't that one of their getting... when it wasn't like one of their thing like welcome home I, yeah dumb I think dog so. shit <laughs> it's a dumb dog shit <laughs> some dds uh, Troy Netflix. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they're going to be starting a top ten list okay. of like their the things that are streaming the most. Like I think it's like throughout the week or something. Cool. I don't know, but uh, they put out their first list. Mm-hmm. I think this would be interesting since we just covered a big Netflix property last week. Mm-hmm. So uh, number one on their uh, top ten list uh, this week or whenever i don't even know when it's supposed to come out but <laughs> i love your prepared i don't even know what the fuck this <laughs> they said it's like top 10 yeah top 10 uh number one is love is blind that okay. crazy ass fucking reality show uh-huh so there you go and lock and key only made it to number four okay what's two and three uh the last thing he wanted Okay. Uh, and then Narcos Mexico. Okay. Okay. So there you go. I kind of, I'm into that top ten of like, I know there's like a what's trending option. Yeah. But then like, I don't even really know like what that means. <laughs> yeah. Like, does it mean it's popular or to be like people just chatting about it <sighs> and not really watching yeah. it? I know. For, for all we know, because Netflix always keeps their analytics so close to the chest, it could be just like, hey, Let's say that this thing that we really want to be successful is number one. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> but uh, I even liked when, uh, so forever ago, like YouTube, when you would open up the homepage, would have like what other people are watching. Yeah. 
where like now they have like a trending tab, but it's all just like Jimmy Fallon fucking <laughs> clips and shit. But uh, I I I I like that idea. Like it's doing like a top ten of like most popular yeah. things on there. That'd be cool. Because their number seven is like something I've seen like clips for that I kind of want to check out called Babies. Have you seen anything for that? Uh, yeah, vaguely. Like it, they're like. They follow, like, uh, five different parents who just had newborns, and they, like, follow them throughout the first year of their child's life to, like, see, like, scientifically analyze, like, what, mo- like, how they develop certain motor skills and stuff. Mm-hmm. It seems kind of interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I saw a little bit about it, but I didn't, I mean, I have my own here, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I do, too. And the only reason I'm not watching is because anything baby just... Puts oh, Molly triggers something. Yeah, <laughs> triggers puts her ovaries. in like baby fever, and then I'm like, no, let's watch things die. <laughs> I got, I got to go to the bathroom for a minute and just slam your dick in a toilet seat. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit! I can't fuck. <laughs> oh, no, not again. Uh... <laughs> oh shit! I can't fuck. <laughs> That's what's getting me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh troy amc what had a big week this past week because they had the return of walking dead uh-huh. and better call saul holy and smoke. i guess that one two punch earned them their highest ratings in a long time actually uh, their highest ratings in 16 months my goodness Walking Dead still still doing it. I guess. My God, that's ins- what season are they on? I don't know. They have like clips to show up every once in a while. Like, uh, we went to uh, Molly's mom's this past weekend, and they had they have like regular TV. Yeah. And they had AMC on there, and it was like they had the TV spots for the Walking Dead show up every once in a while, and everything that popped up, I was like, I don't fucking recognize anything. <laughs> Brandon, you probably haven't watched it in like seven I haven't watched, seasons. I haven't watched it in like three years, but it's like I don't, I don't recognize a single fucking person right now. You know, like what's weird. So, like when I did watch that show, I felt like it was never on. You yeah. Know, I don't know if this makes any sense. Like it'd only be on like a few weeks, and then it have like a huge hiatus, and then come yeah. back. But now I feel like it's just always on, <laughs> all the time, and I'm like, it's still going. That's insane to me. <laughs> you're still doing this. <laughs> really? You really? really? You're going ahead with it. You're really putting all your eggs in this basket on this Man. one. Still. <laughs> I get it. Maybe 10 years Man. ago, but still. Really? They still got that spinoff show? The Fear of the Walking Dead? I think so. I think that oh one's doing God. better than Walking Dead because they brought they put like a popular character from Walking Dead on there to beef up their ratings. Hmm. Like the the Coral. No, Coral's dead. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. But uh, the dude like the black dude with the walking stick. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Can't remember his that name. Guy. The guy whose son died and yeah. shit. I wanted to say Maurice, but that's not it. <laughs> I know that for a fact. That's not it. But that was the first name that came to my head. Ah. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. Big Willie Styles all in it. It's a millennium. Uh, 
Millennium. But uh, so there you go. And Better Call Saul came back. I'll talk about that later. Cool. Uh, Troy Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. Doing gangbusters right now. Doing okay for itself. Really racking in the dough mm. compared to everything else. I think it was number one again this week. <laughs> so, of course, that's going to spawn a sequel. And there's already rumors aplenty about that sequel. Mm. One in particular that came out this week. Oh. Well, we're open that rumor mill. <laughs> that they may have found someone to play Knuckles. Oh, my God. The enchilada or whatever it is. In uh, <laughs> the enchilada. What is Knuckles? He's like the evil Sonic, but like he doesn't run I fast. Know. He has like spikes on his hands. I know what Knuckles is, but... He's some sort That's of animal. That's what you fucking asked. Well, he's an animal, but what is the animal that he is? I don't know. A fucking spike hand bullshit. I guess it's another hedgehog. I don't hey, fucking know. Hey, Google. What is Knuckles from Sonic the Hedgehog? According to Wikipedia, Sonic and Knuckles is a 1994... According to Wikipedia... Oh, my... Uh, this is a nice God! That's not what I wanted. I'm looking this up. Well, because... anyways, uh, the person in talks to play Knuckles in Sonic 2 is Dwayne Johnson. Oh, my word. He's an echinida. <laughs> okay, that sounds right. <laughs> I don't even know how you say this. What is this? E-C-H-I-D-N-A? Is that a fucking word? E C H I D N A I D N A Echidna <laughs> Why do you have such a stupid bizarre character? <laughs> Granted, I don't, I don't even know why Sonic's a hedgehog because they talk about he's a fucking alien. He's an alien hedgehog? Granted, he we didn't see the movie. How is he determined to be a fucking hedgehog if he's from another planet? Phone's dead. <laughs> All right. Well, played with. That's the last time you can look it up. Burn the, Max, look it up. Burn the candle of both ends on that. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, well, there's another Star Wars uh, project in the works. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This one apparently is going to focus on the Sith planet of Exegol. Okay. Which was featured prominently in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And uh, but word is not out whether or not it's going to be a film or a possible series on Disney Plus. Hmm. Are you interested in this at all? <sighs> I am leaning towards not <laughs> interested. I don't know. It feels like that, like the planet is pretty one note. It didn't look like there was a lot going on yeah, on that planet. It's a lot of storms and a lot of spaceships. That's right. And uh, the Emperor being a fucking big blob of mass. Yep. Stuck to a crane. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe it'll just be the working class people that are building all those spaceships. There you it's go. It's just a workplace comedy. That sounds like a better story. <laughs> it's like The Office, only with Star Wars stuff in it. And maybe people are evil. Because it's on Planet Evil or whatever it's called. Sure. Planet Enchilada or whatever Planet you said. Enchilada. <laughs> Echidna. <laughs> Echidna. <laughs> uh, Troy Ryan Murphy uh-huh. from Glee fame. I guess he, right. I think he signed like a from... deal with Netflix a while ago, right? Yeah, he did. 
Well, uh, one of those first series is going to be coming out called Hollywood, uh-huh. where you follow uh, some up-and-coming people trying to make it big in quote-unquote Hollywood. In the wood. In the wood. <laughs> Getting in the wood. Is it going to be like another Glee? Like a singing and a singing show? I think show? less like, I think it's more like you kind of see what it's like to be like an actor working from the ground up to try and be an actor in Hollywood. Which okay. I think would be interesting. Yeah. I don't know why I said is it going to be like Glee, because everything he makes is all completely different. Like, <laughs> yeah. he went from, like, Nip Dude, Tuck to I know. Glee He's to all American over the place. Horror American Story. Horror Story. I think he does the American Crime Story shit, too. Damn. So, like, I, I don't yeah. dislike anything that I he know. does. He's, he's good. I like pretty much all of his stuff. Yeah. Like, he even made, what was that one? Scream Queens was pretty good. Never At least the first that. season was. Mm. Never saw American Horror Story either. That's pretty good. It's, okay. That's pretty good. I did see all of Nip Tuck, though. You did. I almost watched all of Nip Tuck <laughs> over the course of two days when I was stuck in your apartment <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> Oh my god, that later stuff whew, gets off the rails. Yeah. The son like joins a cult and becomes a meth head and it's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> oh man, that show. I just thought about that show earlier this morning too. I don't know why, <laughs> but now it's coming full circle for me. <laughs> so that's weird. It's because one of the characters has their last name as your first name? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, it is. Okay. Christian Troy, yes. <laughs> I love how you had to think about it. Like, do they? Oh, yeah. Uh, my last bit of news, Troy, there's going to be a documentary in the works mm-hmm. about a very prolific video game. Oh. Sonic Tony Hawk's <laughs> Pro Skater. Very good. That's cool. You play your you play some Tony Hawk's. Oh, I played the shit out of Tony Hawk. God damn was... right! I didn't even give a shit about skateboarding. I played the fuck out of Tony Hawk's. I remember for a hot minute when Tony Hawk came out, everybody wanted to be a skateboarder. Oh yeah. Uh, so I gave it a good. I did have try. I did have a skateboard for a little bit. I remember trying to skateboard in my in a parking lot by my grandma's house. Yeah. Didn't and work out for did it. Didn't not go last pro. Long. <laughs> I remember uh, able to do an ollie. And landing a kickflip a few times. Yeah, I think I landed a kickflip once, and I thought I was the coolest person ever. That's right. I was actually surprised. I'm surprised now that I could do that when I was a teen. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, I played the shit out of Tony Hawk, played the shit out of Tony Hawk 2, and played a little bit of Tony Hawk 3, I think. All right. And then after that, I dropped off. Okay. I think those are the only ones you need anyway. Those are the only ones you need. Tony Hawk 2 had Officer Dick in it. <laughs> and, uh... God bless could, Officer Dick. I think you could play a Spider-Man in that one, too. Because, like, the Activision Spider-Man games were also coming out at the same time. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, real good. Real good stuff. Real good. Well, mm-hmm. there's gonna be a documentary on it, so... Cool. Can't wait to see, see it. What... I'm actually kind of curious, like, to kind of see, like, the behind-the-scenes on it. Sure. Because it, fe- it seems like such a niche thing, and it became so big. Uh-huh. Tony Hawk is like a household name because no of shit. it. Um, 
And hopefully it's like a behind the music, so when they get to like the later games where everyone hates, it's like, <laughs> and then his world came crashing down, down, down. But then it'd just be like, he still made millions of dollars. Yeah. So like, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so who gives a shit? That's all my news, Troy. Cool. I do have one bit. Oh, no. Troy. I know. I hate to bring you down. Son of a bitch. I know. But well, I got it. Well, the only way we can summon this segment in is with a little segment called Neil's Bits. You bet. People dying, it's the pits. Please stay tuned to Neil's Bits. I make annoyingly long songs. All right, Troy. All right, Troy. Tell me. Dying at 61 years old. That's a little young, Troy. I know. And I didn't see how or why. Ted Young. (laughs) But it is Kazuhisa Hashimoto. If you don't know who that is, he is the creator of the Konami Code up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, select, start, died the at... The Code? The Contra Code. Died at 61. He, uh... The most famous code of all, yes. some would say. Uh, first appearing in Contra, then appearing in a ton of other Konami games. Uh, even, like, uh, other... Like, uh, I think, like, official Fisher-Price gamepad did it even had that code in there you could do something with it (laughs) anyway people have this tattooed on themselves that it's so synonymous with like video gaming and stuff wow and it's just a simple series of button presses that became infinitely popular and you can all thank this man kazuhisa well you can't thank him anymore hashimoto you can you can still say Say it say a little prayer say a little prayer send it up thank you that's it. That's it. We, everyone do the Konami code tonight. There you go. In honor. And he'll feel it. He'll feel it. Yep. <laughs> if, you, if enough people do it, they might bring him back to life. Well, it was on his last life. Yeah. Can't get any more infinite yep. lives. No more infinite lives. Or whatever the code did. Yeah. <laughs> infinite ammo, probably. That's going to be bad. <laughs> Shooting blanks. <laughs> Spread shot. Um, that's it. That's what I got for bits. All right. So that means done? That means it's done, Troy. Putting your done here. It's fucking done. Putting your done here. So I think I actually have two trailers that you also have watched. I think I have three. Oh my god. Fucking overachieving bitch. Yeah, well. <laughs> thank you. Are you any of yours like a high profile one? Because um... none of mine are. Well, I can just do the one you don't have, because it's for uh, the next season of Westworld. Okay, which is right around the corner. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And this one, this trailer they came out with actually looks pretty fun, because uh, it looks more action packed. Like, yeah. it, I'm I want to know what budget HBO is giving them, because it looks like a fucking like blockbuster movie. Really? So yeah, I'm really curious to see what they do with this next season. Okay. 
I would still like to go back and just finish season one yeah. and go to season two. Yeah, because this next scene's going to be really fun because it's a completely different feel from the last two seasons because now, like, some of the robots have escaped and now you're, like, oh now you're seeing, like, what everyday life looks like in this future. Okay. Like, through their eyes where they're trying to blend in with everybody. Right on. All right. Okay. So it's cool. And Aaron Paul's joining this season. Aaron Paul? Aaron Paul? Aaron yeah, Paul. bitch! <laughs> cool. I'm into it. So there you have it. Westworld Season 3 should be, uh, I think it's coming up this summer? Or I think it's the next thing they're coming out with after uh, The Outsider. Righteous. Like Outsiders. Oof. Outsiders doing real good. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I saw a trailer for a movie called Run. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also saw this. It, uh, it kind of, what's, so what's that kind of based on real life story where this woman keeps this girl drugged? Oh, yeah. That was, it was on Hulu. Yeah. See, don't uh, you know what it is? It's about this mom that kept, what, what is it? Yeah, what's the name of the disease? It's like, that's not Hodgkin's, but it's like... <laughs> Munchausen's, yeah. Yeah. So it kind of looks like a Munchausen's. It kind of looks like this as a horror movie. Yeah. Not like the real life thing wasn't a horror. <laughs> yeah. But uh it it also looks like it could possibly be like a psychological thriller at the same time. Yeah. Looked uh it looked or, kind or, of interesting. Or a montage of fun ways to show the word run. <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> it definitely is. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> but I, I went in, like, knowing nothing, and I wasn't expecting anything, even from, like, the beginning of it. But then yeah. by the end, I'm like, it kind of looks interesting. I kind of want to maybe check it yeah. out. Yeah. It looks, like, well shot. Like, it looks, like, uh, interestingly shot. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see what to do with that. Yeah. So check out uh, the trailer for Run. 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 Run, Luke, run. Uh, the second trailer and last trailer I got is a movie from Paramount Animation. It's not coming out until next year. Yeah, 2021. Why the fuck are they putting this trailer out now? I don't know. I Because I checked IMDb like right after I watched the trailer, <laughs> and it says it's coming out 2020. So no, no, nobody knows anything yeah. when, anyway. Who's going to give a shit? Nobody. This is like... Not like a putting a trailer person. out for something that's gonna probably come out in January of 2021. Uh, anyway, it looks um bad to me. Um, <laughs> it's a Paramount Animation feature that features giant robots that fight or monsters, not, giant monsters that yeah. wrestle or fight each other yeah. in a big, huge wrestling ring. Yeah. It sounds like Terry Crews plays, like, a weird squid monster. Yeah. I was actually looking up the voice cast, and Terry Crews is, like, oh, like, at least on IMDb, was, like, the fifth or sixth build. Yeah. If he's playing, like, one of the main characters in it. <laughs> but Ben Schwartz is a character. Um, Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Friggin' uh, Becky Lynch is in this movie. Oh, my God. The Friggin last Ro kicker? Roman, <laughs> Roman Reigns is in this movie. Ah! <laughs> like... 
there oh no, the Tony Big Dog Tony Danza is in this movie. Like <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going on. But, Man, can't wait to see the can't wait to see Tony Danza and the Big Dog go back <laughs> back and forth. I know. The boss and the Big Dog? They somehow had enough space to put them both in this and movie. And the man? And the man. <laughs> All of them. The Irish last kicker herself. <laughs> the one and only. Yeah. And they actually have them credited as the like real names, which is always just odd to see. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking what's Roman Reigns' real name? Like It's something Samoan. Is it like Joe Annoy or yeah. something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Becky Lynch is like Rebecca something else, and I'm like, what? Like that's Becky Lynch. That's not Rebecca, whatever your name is. It's like Ferguson? I don't know. I don't remember. I can't remember. My phone's dead, and I can't look up anything anymore. Well. I had it on the page, and then my <laughs> fucking phone died. But anyway, it looks like a bad movie. I couldn't even remember the yeah, last. Yeah, terrible. They the... do a flash dance routine in a movie that's made for people that were born 20 years after the fucking movie was after Flashdance was made maybe even later like 30 it's like a 30 year old reference yeah for kids to see it today there and that's like the full thing in the trailer like yeah. it's, <laughs> what the whole trailer is a scene from Flashdance <laughs> played out by two big ass monsters just squashing yeah, each just other two fat fuck monsters <laughs> trying to do the Flashdance scene Ugh. So, what is the last Paramount Animation thing? Was Megamind Paramount Animation, or was that DreamWorks? Uh, I don't fucking know. Anyway, looks dumb. It looks dumb. It looks dumb. Hey, Google. What has Paramount Animation made? No. Oh. SpongeBob. Wonder Park, yeah. Wonder Park looked like it sucked. I don't even know what it is. It's that one where like that girl like imagines a an amusement park and then she gets taken there. I still don't know what it is. Well, I'll save you some time. Look, like it sucked. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you yeah. for saving my time. Because <laughs> I was just gonna hop right on the train and watch but Wonder Shows and or whatever. I've heard those. Was. I've heard those SpongeBob movies are getting fucking insane now, though. Insane isn't in a good way. Yeah, like I heard like that Sponge Out of Water movie was the most the craziest fucking thing. What are you talking about? The SpongeBob movies. <laughs> I know. Like, they just like SpongeBob they they, they they just make, almost make no sense. And I think I saw like a trailer for like their the next SpongeBob movie, and it's like Keanu Reeves is a burning bush at one point. Whoa, <laughs> biblical. <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> yeah. So he's like God now, I guess. Cool. Yeah. All right. I'm still not gonna watch a SpongeBob movie. Sorry. <laughs> Well, Troy, I'm sorry to say it's actually in that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, not in, my God. It's not in the term random movies. But speaking of that, hey, good segue. Uh, good segue. <laughs> the term random movies, Troy, we had our first first round match take place this past week of Brewster's Millions 
versus Jingle All the Way. Did you see you won, Troy? I did not. Well, Bruce's Millions took it. Woo! Cool. Bruce's Millions took it, and uh, we'll see. Took it and ran? Yeah. Well, no, it was like 60-40, actually. Okay. So it wasn't. It was, okay. was, was kind of close. Okay. It was kind of close. Okay. So we'll see okay. if that moves on. It's funny because um, we fucking, uh, we called out, uh, god damn it, why can't I think of his name? We called out who? Our our friend. <laughs> All right. Our friend. Uh, Jude. Not Jude. Sam. Not Sam. OJ. Not OJ. Eric. Eric. <laughs> why can't I think of his name? I'm sorry, Eric. I'm I legit brain farted on your head on your name real hard. <laughs> we call out Eric being like, "Hey, you're old as fuck. You probably know what Bruce's Millions is." Uh huh. And he did. Yeah. And he actually said he liked it. So maybe this might be Eric's uh, happening. This, this is Eric's happening. Bruce's okay. Millions is Eric's happening. My God. I hope he just tears into you next time. He's he going sees to. You. That's why I was so hell bent on trying to get his. It's like, God damn. <laughs> All I could think of was George because it's Georgie the animal on Twitter. It's like his name's so not it's his George. Own fault. It's his own fault because his goddamn Twitter, his Twitter polluted my mind. His name's not George. What the fuck's his name? Dude, I have done that with people I've worked with for years, <laughs> and I like look at them and I'm just like, "Hey, bud, <laughs> I can't think of their name to yeah. save my life." It's like my biggest fear to call somebody by the wrong name to their face. <laughs> and I've done it three times last year. And Man. I know that for a fact. I, uh, I've, I've gone the whole Kogan route at wrestling shows where I call everyone brother. Because there's no way in fuck I'm going to remember anyone's fucking name. Yeah. I mean, I, I do that on a different extent. I don't use brother, but I'll just use pal or skippy or yeah. bud or whatever. <laughs> or I go the Desmond route. <laughs> Brother. Hey, brother. Brother. Charlie. (laughs) Charlie. I do that all the time. Anyway. What's the next? Hey, well, the next one then, Troy. Yeah. is a film from 2008 based on a YA novel series. Okay. This is the first film in that. Okay. And the next one is a film from 1984. Which is a horror film about children. Okay. So the one from 2008, I'll, uh, you can think about it and I'll start pulling up the Is it Hunger Games? Line. It's not Hunger Games. Maze Runner? It is not Maze Runner. Uh, um, the tagline is... Not Maze Runner. <laughs> when you live forever, what do you live for? Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. Not Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. (laughs) It's way worse than that, Troy. Because it's Twilight. Oh, no! (laughs) That is worse. (laughs) I've seen both of them. I'm pretty sure I took a Tinder date to Twilight. Or not Tinder, but I think it was like a... There's probably plenty of fish on those like free online dating uh, app things. Yeah, I took a date to that. It didn't go well. I wanted to take my friend or no. Fucking uh my friend Michelle wanted to go see that movie. Yeah. C- 
con me into go seeing it. Then she ditched me, so I saw it alone. How pathetic is that? Uh, <laughs> of course, I sat through the whole fucking thing thinking, she'll show. She'll let me know. She'll be here soon. She got a hold of me hours after the movie said, I fell asleep. Ha ha. And I said, I saw the fucking movie alone. <laughs> Idiot. Anyway, Michelle. Well, there you go. She's a great gal. Twilight. <laughs> In the turnaround of movies, it'll go against this film from 1984 that's about children. Of the corn? Children of the corn. That's right, Troy. Cool. <laughs> so Twilight versus Children of the Corn. What do you think? <laughs> which children one do you, of the corn. Which one do you want to win, Troy? <laughs> of course, Children of the Corn. <laughs> God. So there you go. Twilight versus Children of the Corn. We'll find out who wins next week to move on into the Thank quarter level quarter finals of Thank the Review Review Terminal Movies 9. 9. My God. We've come so far. We've come so far. <laughs> uh, well, then that will do it. I think that'll lead us right hey. into the entree we're, of the evening. We're at the top of the hour. That's right. Let's pull back that velvet rope. Uh, yes. <laughs> and let the, let the axes swing. Let the... <laughs> uh, the Shining came to theaters in America May 23rd, 1980. 1980, baby. Uh, budget of $15 million. Ooh. Domestically made $44 million. Yeah. Worldwide made $44.03 million. Oh, shit. It did Jack S overseas. <laughs> Only made $16,000 overseas. How the hell do you make that little? I did. Was just in know. one theater in like <laughs> Singapore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows? Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has this at eighty-five percent. IMDb eight point four out of ten. Metacritic sixty-six. Ooh. And Don's World of Horror and Exploitation two out of five stars. Jeesh, that's 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 low. Well, for, uh, for what's considered a classic film, Troy. I ran the gamut. I got a highs and lows in there. My God. So, for a Kubrick? For Kubrick. It's getting that low for a Kubrick? It's getting low for a Kubrick. My God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> JT, if I were to ask you what happened in The Shining. Jesus Christ. What would you say? Well, probably the bare bones of it <laughs> would be uh, Jack Torrance. Uh-huh. Is a man... Who uh, has been hired by a hotel that's in the middle of the mountains in Colorado to oversee it during uh, the months that it cannot operate because the snow is just too goddamn much <laughs> yep. that people can't even get to it. So he's like a caretaker where he looks over the hotel and uh, makes sure things don't go wrong during its off months. And while he does that, it seems that there are some strange happenings in said hotel that mess with him and his child Danny mm -hmm. and uh, his wife, 
um, Wendy. Wendy. <laughs> to uh, where Danny might have to rely on a special old gift he has called The Shining to possibly pull them out of this crazy supernatural thing happening at the Overlook Hotel. Will they get out of this? Will they get a snow cat to take them out the mountain? <laughs> they talk about snow cats a lot in they this. They love bringing up snow cats. They love snow cats. Do they ever? Do you want to do spoilers for this? Yeah, why not? It's everyone knows the fucking shining. That's true. It is like very old. It's yeah. what? Forty years old at this point? Yeah. Almost. Uh, yeah. Yep. Thirty nine and change. Yep. Here we go. So, this is the first time I've ever seen the movie all the way through. Really? It is. I, I knew a lot of big points in it, mm-hmm. but I didn't really know how they all fit together. Yeah. Now, this is the second Stanley Kubrick movie that we've reviewed. We did yeah. do 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yes. Which, uh, <laughs> that movie uh, was a bit divisive. Yeah. I guess on what we thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, didn't th- we didn't think, I think we thought that it was pretty slow moving. Yes, and but the visual aesthetic of it was amazing. Yes. I remember that. Yes. So, I, when the movie was done, I was a bit at a loss on why it was called The Shining. Not that I was at a loss, more or less. It's like, it doesn't seem like an apt title for the movie. Yeah. And I know it's adapted from a Stephen King book, and the movie isn't exactly like that book either. Yeah. But it should I it it seemed to have so little to do with the shining, really. <laughs> <laughs> to be called that. Uh so anyway, that was just a comment that I thought right after the movie was done. Yeah. Um but that being said I did like Jack Nicholson's performance in this. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I, I, I was trying to also think of like how many Jack Nicholson movies I've actually seen, and I don't think it's as many as I thought. I think I he he has a lot of popular ones that people know from pop culture, mm-hmm. but obviously I've seen Batman, this, yeah, like, uh fucking anger management but then i was trying to think like what other ones have i actually seen because he acts a lot like the joker in this movie oh like, yeah like with him like miming to the camera and just like mean mugging and like kind of dancing around at points yeah like that's like just the joker <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so like i didn't see like a ton of different range from him i yeah. guess Granted, he's, he's definitely just a man going insane. Yes, for sure. Uh, and I did like that. I would love to have known the direction that Kubrick gave, like, each different character. Because it seemed like he would have just said, like, to Jack, you uh, hate your wife. Yeah. <laughs> And you think you're a decent dude, and then, I don't know, the rest happens. But then, like, to Shelley Duvall, it's like, you love your husband and your family. Never stray from that. 
<laughs> and like just have them like be clashing all the time. Yeah. And I wonder if what if that was like some sort of direction like that. I don't know. Cuz right from the beginning he was a bit spiteful to Yeah, that's uh, the Duvall. part like part of the reason why I I like <clears throat> I like their relationship is that like Jack Nicholson's always so distant from every from both of them that he doesn't even really seem part of the family. Yeah. Yeah, and, he doesn't seem like the like uh, the dad. Yeah. Like you can there's that there's that story that uh Shelley Duvall tells about like him like dislocating Danny's arm where you can that sets up like why they're probably so distant from him. Yeah. And like this kind of feels like his way of trying to get back in the good graces with, of him by like forcing them to be with him yeah. for a long period of time and trying to like form reform the relationship based out of the the idea that they have no one else to talk to. Yeah. And like it's almost kind of why I like this kind of as a standalone because it's like that. No, that makes it worse. <laughs> I mean, you're yeah. like, you're having these feelings fester in a place where you can't talk to anyone else about like what you're going through. So instead of like, and you're still tr not, not talking about what needs to be talked about. So instead of right. things getting better, it's just going to get worse Yeah. to where it's like, I love, I love the idea where it's like, there might be ghosts. <laughs> it could just be Jack Nicholson being like, I need someone to talk to. I'm going to invent ghosts uh -huh. that are going to convince me to kill my wife because I can't fucking stand her anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also thought too, that the, uh, uh, like the possible haunting of this overlook hotel <laughs> was a, a tad on the nose. Even like when the guys like showing him the tours, like, well, we built the hotel on an old Indian burial ground. And yeah. Like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess that's a thing in the book too. But oh, man, like, uh, so I, I brought up earlier that I rented two movies in preparation for this because uh -huh. there's a documentary out there called Room Two Thirty Seven. Oh yeah. yeah. Which is about uh, they pretty much get like these three or these nine either critics or these uh, writers or whatever. That give out their, it's pretty much you're listening to nine different people give their, uh, like signature signature JT crackpot theories. Okay, where they pull out what they think it is, and I love it because they even like, they kind of do like what I do, where like a lot of them are just kind of like I, the first time I saw this, I didn't like it, uh -huh. and but there was things that like made me think about it afterwards, and then I kind of. Because, like, I was still interested, but I didn't like it. Like, I formed this opinion of it, and uh -huh. it made me think that this is what it's about. Okay. And there's, like, all of them go through, like, their crazy crackpot theories. Even the one that a dude develops a conspiracy theory that Stanley Kubrick uh, filmed the moon landing. Okay. And uh, <laughs> The Shining is his way of confessing it to the world without actually saying it. Okay. <laughs> That seems like a stretch. So, but I, do, I mean, does he explain it and get there? Yeah, I'll I'll get to it when we get we start going through it more. All right, but like, uh, yeah, one scene in particular where uh, Danny's wearing an Apollo Eleven sweater, uh -huh. and uh, they have like uh, trucks parked around like this square, like a launching pad, and then he walks from that square to room two thirty seven. Which uh, it's two hundred thirty-seven thousand miles 
from the earth to the moon. <laughs> and then the room and then the room key into it is uh, R O M M is in capital letters and then the number and then uh where it says number N O the N is in cap capitalized, but the O isn't. So that's supposed to mean that since M O O and N are capitalized, that's supposed to represent the moon. Okay. So that's his way of saying I filmed the moon landing. Cause he's filming this scene. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> cool. That's uh, that's real something else. Yeah. And then there's like all those scenes where like, uh, Jack Nicholson gets uh, confronted by Shelley Duvall where, like, he starts out of nowhere just talking about, like, he had a contract and he can't go back on it and people are depending on him. Yeah. Like, that's Stanley Kubrick's uh, fight that he had with his wife where, like, his wife found out that he that he filmed the moon landing and, his, and him yelling at her that he can't go back on it because the world's depending on him and uh-huh. all this shit. Like, it's <laughs> like he goes... Through like all these different scenes that prove, like, quote unquote, prove that Stanley Kubrick filmed the moon landing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's and it's like full of shit like that. Like, if you're interested in stuff like that, it's kind of interesting. It's an interesting watch. I uh, I I am interested in that because I uh, rented this off Amazon Prime, and yeah. that was like a suggestion after I finished the movie or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So I did kind of want to check it out, but um. I didn't have time. I finished the movie like an hour before you showed up. <laughs> yeah. I, I watched it as Kubrick would have intended on my phone. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> That's what he loves. He's an auteur. He, he wants you to watch on the smallest screen possible. But no, uh, yeah, 237 is, is, Room 237 is a fun watch. They kind of go all over the place, which I didn't like about it because like they'll interview someone for a little bit and then they'll go to someone else where I kind of wish they would just go from one person to the next and like go through all of what they have to say and then move on to the next person. But I don't know, like they, they really break it up to where you like, once you start getting into like what someone's talking about, then they cut to someone else mm. and you're like, wait, I, I, I still want to know why you think that this is about the plight of the American Indian. <laughs> That's okay. one of them. Great. Someone thinks that this is about the plight of the American Indian there's another one that thinks that it's about the Holocaust. Okay. There's another one that thinks there's 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 one woman on there that became so obsessed that she mapped out the entire Overlook Hotel uh-huh. and proved that the the main office should not exist because it's in the in the exact middle of the hotel, but yet there's a window that shows trees in the background. Okay. <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> like, it's it's crazy. It's it's fun. <laughs> I will probably rent this very soon. Uh, maybe I'll fo- maybe I'll see if I can watch it before next week's stuff. Just there see you if go. I can get there some, you go. Some triple dose of Shining in. There you go. Or maybe even watch the TV version of The Shining to see how different it is. Oh shit! <laughs> um, another fascination I had of this movie is Jack Nicholson's hair. Oh, I know. It goes all over the place. It is all over the place. <laughs> like, it it has this just a weird center patch up oh, there. Oh, yeah. Like, what is it doing? Yeah, like, he's just starting to lose his hair here. Uh-huh. And it is so distracting when it's kind of just flopped over and you can see just his scalp. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. You just, I guess, 
it's a different time, man. Because <laughs> right now, I don't feel like any actor would ever, like, look like that. Yeah. And that's just, like, real hair. You know what I mean? I know. I, I, I kind of miss that about actors nowadays, that everyone, they, actors, like, male actors have to be so perfect looking nowadays. Yeah. That will never, I don't think we'll ever get another Jack Nicholson, unless they're, like, a really, really, really good actor. Right. And so, like, with that, too, like, I said I like Jack Nicholson's performance in this, but I thought everybody else was kind of annoying in this. Dude, I'm going to tell you, I think the best actor in this whole movie was Shelley Duvall. Really? Yeah. Just based on, like, I I feel like she's the only person I could really connect with. Everything else is so crazy. Like, Danny's insane. Yeah. And Jack Nicholson's crazy. Yeah. I think she's the only person that I can depend on to be, like, an audience avatar where, like, she's acting the way I would act in this situation. And, like, yeah, she does have kind of, like, a shrill voice, but it's, like, can you fucking blame her? Right. <laughs> like, she's stuck in a hotel with a guy that fucking dislocated her son's arm, and now crazy shit's happening, and she's stuck there with him. Like, she can't leave. Yeah. I thought her acting was very, like, wooden. It, until the very end where, like, all shit's, like, breaking loose. Yeah. Like, the very beginning where she's, like, talking to the therapist and, like, Danny and stuff. It just seemed like, I am reading my line. Here is my line. I have delivered my line. And that's why it's awesome. Because what that's who she is. No, about? that's who she is. Like, she's that... Because my mom was kind of like this, where, like, if something's going wrong in any way, shape, or form, you stick to your role. Like, she's that housewife mm -hmm. where, like, something bad happened, and it's bothering the fuck out of her, but she can't say that because she's the perfect housewife. Mm. Like, I, that's why I love, like, that scene, you can say it's wooden, but I love that scene where she's talking about what happened to Danny because... Yeah, she's she is being kind of monotone and she's kind of talking through what happened, but she's not breaking in any way, shape, or form. But you watch that cigarette she has in her hand and it's like slowly burning down. Yeah, where like she is like so tense on this one thing that she's reliving that she hasn't not ashed her cigarette at all. Yeah, and you can just watch it burning down and down and down and down. Where I'm like, I was like spellbound by that cigarette being like. Half of it was ash. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. What? is it going to fucking, is it going to just crumble on its own? <laughs> and I think, like, it's small things like that that I like about it where, like, you're supposed to kind of think that she's wooden because she, she is that, she's kind of like a battered housewife. Yeah. Where she's convincing herself that things are perfect, so she's going through the motions. And then when things fall apart, like, it all crumbles down to where... She is an absolute fucking mess yeah. by the end of this. Yeah. Like, I love, like, uh, I I kept hearing horror stories about how, like, Shelley Duvall was, like, tortured on set and shit. Like, I, a and ton all this of my stuff. notes are all yeah. that kind of stuff. And you can see it, like, at the end. There's, like, a part at the end when, when she puts Jack Nicholson in the cooler. She's crying so hard that she leans against the table. She looks fucking exhausted from yeah. crying and screaming so much. And I love that scene because it's like, yeah, if you were going through this kind of situation where you've been, like, screaming and crying and dragging a fucking dead weight Jack Nicholson to a cooler, 
I don't care how fucking on edge you are. You'd get fucking tired. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, um, I guess Stanley Kubrick is, I don't even know if perfectionist a is A dick? Even. Yeah. I, yeah. So, this is, and it's probably, like, common knowledge, but for people yeah. who don't know, like, he would just shoot a scene to death. Yeah. Like, the, uh... Uh, let, hold on, let me find my note about it here. So, like the like the famous "Here's Johnny" scene. Yeah, Shelley Duvall said that took three days to shoot just that scene, and they went through sixty doors. Gee, <laughs> just to get that scene right. And then the uh, friggin' Scatman Crothers. Yeah, said they that Stanley Kubrick made him do one scene a hundred times. God. In order to get it right. To the point where when he went to do his next movie with Clint Eastwood, yeah. like Buffalo Bill or something like that. Yeah. He did like one or two takes and Scatman Crothers like cried that he was like so relieved he didn't have to do it a hundred times. Dude, I love Scatman Crothers in this too. Yeah, he's pretty great. I want he's probably yeah. my favorite thing in this Dude, movie. <laughs> when they go, when they show his apartment in Florida. <laughs> Loving and his apartment. And he's got that fuck... He's got not one, but two pictures of chicks in huge afros naked. And <laughs> yes. I was like, this guy kicks ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, right above his TV is just this freaking, like, misty brown, or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, misty night looking chick, <laughs> afro, just perky tits out yeah just beautiful black woman and then and it's then him pans to him hands, on the bed. hands folded laying in bed <laughs> another huge picture of just a jackie brown looking chick yeah. with huge fucking afro with her tits just out yeah. and like this guy fucking gets it this guy fucks <laughs> yeah <laughs> this guy lays pipe <laughs> a lot you know what i mean like I want to, I want another fucking cut of like that scene where like he's getting the shining from Danny when his eyes are when his eyes and his mouth are opening like yeah, eyes are opening eyes and mouth are opening like like way gradual and then he just ends up going and buying another painting of a <laughs> it pans up to the ceiling where he's like and I he's got more third. on his ceiling yeah. and it's just like I need a third one. <laughs> Him and Danny are sharing that, like, connection, and all that Danny sees are these nude portraits. <laughs> you just cut back Danny, and he's just like, nice. <laughs> uh, speaking of Danny, Danny Lloyd uh, didn't know that he was actually filming a horror movie. Yeah, because I, I guess uh, Stanley Cooper was, like, super protective of him. Like, he didn't want him to, like, be traumatized at all. Uh-huh. So he was just like... We thought it was like a drama or something, right? Right. Yeah. So, uh, even so, he never saw a cut of the film until he was seventeen. Really? Yeah. It was like eleven years after he made the movie. Jesus. And even like the scene where uh, he's being chased by Jack Nicholson, like him and Shelley Duvall are in like the bathroom or whatever, and yeah. she goes to pick him up. Yeah. That wasn't even him. It was a dummy. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so like I they, heard about that. He just thought it was like a drama and didn't know anything of it. So I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And then I think this is like the only movie he's ever made until uh Doctor Sleep. 
where he was just like another character in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I think he was like a janitor or something in Doctor Sleep, isn't he? Yeah, he's I just. I heard something. The, like these that. are the. This is the only movie he's ever done besides that. Because <laughs> he's just like one and done. Um, both Duvall and Nicholson said this is like the hardest movie they've ever made. Yeah. Not due to like this role specifically, but just due to the making of the movie. Yeah. Just like Stanley Cooper. Stanley Cooper's a dick. Being a fucking dick. Yeah. Like that seems like it'd be insufferable. Yeah. He does so much. I, I don't, how many takes did he do for like 2001? I have no idea. I would assume, like, with that technical Unless shooting, he, yeah. he must have had to, like, have it... Yeah, because... He would have had to have it perfect and lined up and yeah. all that kind of stuff, yeah. so I don't have any idea. Or maybe he didn't have enough clout back then, and now that he's, like, super big per- like director, and now he can do whatever he wants. Right. It's weird that he wouldn't have, like, enough... Well, I guess it was a different time, but, like, it weird that, like... He wouldn't have enough clout, but then he could make, like, a weird experimental movie like 2001. Yeah. <laughs> for the time. Yeah. But, like, I don't know, like, watching, like, that Room 237, like, this seems like kind of like your cut and dry ho- horror movie, mm-hmm. but, man, there's a lot of stuff in the background, and, like, even, like, just, like, what he does, uh, like, what he does just... For no reason, where it's like, this is almost an art house movie itself. Hmm. Like, there's just, like, small things that he would do every once in a while. Like, like especially for being a director that he is, like, he does inconsistencies with a whole bunch of different scenes where you're like, why did you do that? Like, he he does, like, this scene with, like, where Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall are going back and forth, where he'll just take the chair out of the background a couple times. Hmm. Like, he'll take it out and then he'll put it back. Where like why, <laughs> like, huh. like I don't know like um, because one of my favorite things that I heard from that from that documentary is that someone's theory is that this is uh Stanley Kubrick's I am the Walrus, mm. where he just put a bunch of random imagery in here to try and get people talking, mm-hmm. Be- and then the the real meaning of the movie is when Shelley Duvall sees what. Jack Nicholson's been writing mm-hmm. where it says all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Yeah. Where that's supposed to be towards the audience where it's like, you're trying to find all this messages, all these messages in this movie, but it's, I'm just trying to fucking go make you go crazy. <laughs> like you're, you're trying, you're working too hard and you're turning into Jack Nicholson. Yeah. So then at the end, when they go through the, like the maze of the movie where, uh, Danny, where Danny is just kind of like walking through and following his own footsteps. Jack Nicholson's trying to follow his to try and find out what he's doing, but he gets lost and he ends up dying. Dang. And that was that was someone's interpretation of it, where I was like, I think that's one of my, my, my favorite. <laughs> I, I like that too, because after um, I got done, I just went on YouTube to be like, ah, just let's see some Shining like info or whatever, see if I can come up with anything. And all I could come up with is just like what does the shining mean and everyone's interpretations of what the ending was yeah we just do the photograph pretty much alone yeah um and i i don't didn't really buy any of the ones that i heard because they just seemed like to extrapolate almost way too much because i if that's the case where he's just throwing like red herrings in here and there yeah and they don't mean anything i wonder like is that true to the ending too? It's just like a little like thing to throw you off. Or do you think that's more deeply rooted in something you wanted to get across? Yeah. 
and I don't know. It, it it could be a whole matter of things. Like there's been so many things that they asked him about where he would just he just dismissed it. Uh-huh. But it's like I don't I don't know. Like there's another there's another thing on there where a guy got so obsessed that he heard he heard like a rumor that uh Stanley Kubrick made this movie that uh, the beginning and the end mirror themselves. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, this guy uh, set up a screening at a local theater where he superimposed the end going backwards and the beginning going forwards. And they, and he superimposed them over each other and watched the movie that way. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, there's a few things here and there that were, that he pointed out were kind of cool. But other than that, it's like, I don't, it's kind of fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there's like there's like a few things where it's like it looks like Danny's having a vision, and while like during the scene when Danny's asking if if uh, his dad would hurt him, the uh, the scene that was superimposed over that was Jack talking to uh, Grady in the bathroom about killing his family. Mm. So it's like are, are like the visions that Danny's having are like su- like if you play the end backwards and then the beginning forwards is Danny seeing the movie backwards. And that's his version of the shining. Mm. I don't take a lot of stock (laughs) in all all that kind of like, uh, coincidental stuff. No. And I get that, but I I think it's fun to think about. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's true. Oh, Oh, another fact that I have in here too, that I wanted to, so the, uh, Blood elevator shot. Yeah. Took a year to get right. Because every time Jesus. they would do it. Granted, they didn't do it a ton. Because yeah. it was expensive to redo. I, yeah. They're filling a fucking hallway full of blood. I think they did it like three or four times. And every time. But this time. Uh, Kubrick would be like, doesn't look like blood. Do it again. And it took him like forever <laughs> to clean it up. And like do it all again and redo it. But like I didn't even think it really looked like blood <laughs> this time. Yeah. Just like Kool-Aid coming out of that thing. Yeah. I kinda. I love the Mountain Dew ones they're doing now. (laughs) So do I. (laughs) But no, that's... (laughs) That was like the big part of like the guy that said that it was the the plight of the American Indian. Mm -hmm. Because the elevators are supposed to... (laughs) The elevators are supposed to uh, symbolize us ignoring that we did it, but yet the blood still leaks out where it it's still a thing. My God. Like <laughs> this that document is insane. You gotta watch it. <laughs> Alright, alright. But no yeah, there's just and I think that's kinda like what these this kind of movie does. Like I think I I feel like I did this a lot when we uh even when we did two thousand one, like it's just so insane. That you almost your brain needs to invent things to make it make sense. Mm. Uh, but I never at really at any time found it like so insane that I needed to extrapolate more. I guess on a lot of stuff. Like yeah. I like kind of took it as so the beginning they set it up like so you're gonna be isolated and uh, the guy that did this before he totally butchered his kids and wife and stuff. Ho oh, oh, ho! And that nuts. You want to do that? <laughs> and then like uh, it's built on a burial. So I'm like, okay, so it's like a big haunted place where crazy yeah. shit's gonna happen. Like yeah. I didn't take any much more like thought process from me to like go into this movie. Yeah. So like I didn't. 
when like crazy shit was happening. So I'm like, okay, it's kind of haunted. And it's either like at some points I was like, well, is it just like the cabin fever that's kind of getting to him? Or yeah. is he always just kind of crazy? Or is it like the haunting of the place? But like, I never got any more complicated than that. Yeah. I mean, maybe it comes with seeing it more times. Cause then this time, especially I was noticing some stuff where I was like, that's, kind of weird like the tv in the middle of the room had no cord to it so how the mm. fuck are they watching it mm. and like i i love like and especially like uh watching that documentary with like the woman saying that there's that window in the background of those trees but yet the office is in the middle of the of the hotel so how does that window exist mm-hmm. and i don't know there was like enough inconsistencies throughout where i was like it almost kind of made me on edge and, uh, I don't know, like, even, like, how the hotel is laid out, it kind of gave me, like, this weird, uh, reverse claustrophobia, where there was so much space that it made me feel, like, uneasy. Mm. Like, even, like, those scenes where Danny's, uh, driving his big wheel through the hallway and, like, through the that big hall, it was, like, there's so much space that I'm, like, feeling, like, almost closed in because there's so much space. Mm. Like, that uneasiness where it's, like, it's such a big place that's not being used that I feel uneasy. Okay. Um, I I liked, um, actually those big wheel shots. Yeah. Or, like, even, like, the, the, the cool, like, uh, the sound design where he's driving from the carpet to, like, the hardwood. Yeah. I, uh... Oh yeah, when he goes down the hallway, he keeps hitting those rugs or whatever. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, another, I, so like one of the strengths I did uh, like about this movie is like when Jack Nicholson finally like kind of breaks and starts going into the bar. Yeah, I really liked that scene in particular where he's talking to the bartender. Yep, that was good, and then. Um, uh, it's going to come to me, not right now, obviously that I'm trying to talk <laughs> about it, but there's another scene too, where I'm like, that was really good. And I could watch that over again, but now I am just like spacing on it. Um, but I, <laughs> I did like when, uh, it really kicked into gear when Shelly Duvall found like his book. That he was writing. From there on, yeah, I was like pretty invested in the yeah. movie. Oh yeah, oh, dude. my favorite line and <laughs> in the whole movie is when Jack Nicholson's uh, following Shelley Duvall up the stairs and she's swinging that bat. And he's I think like, I know what you're gonna say because like, I wanted to say I'm this not... <laughs> in the beginning of the show. <laughs> it's like, it's like, like I'm not gonna kill you. I'm just gonna bash your fucking brain. I'm gonna bash him right the fuck in. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna hurt you. Yeah. I'm just gonna bash your fucking brains I'm just gonna right bash in. Your bra- I'm just gonna bash your brains in. I'm just gonna bash him right the fuck in. <laughs> yeah. I I did like that part. That was good. And yeah, like Jack Nicholson is good in this. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, yeah, he, he plays kind of like pretty much the Joker, but fuck, man. Mm-hmm. He's really fucking good at playing the Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh... Just that scene where, like, Shelley Duvall and Danny are running around outside. It's, it's like 
one scene, like, they, because they do that whole thing where it's, like, they go by day, and it's, like, Tuesday, and the whole Tuesday is Shelley Duvall and Danny running around the building, and then Jack Nicholson just staring right ahead, just, like, mildly grinning or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then just cuts to Wednesday. It was like, that was the whole day? <laughs> Yeah, that's all that happened that <laughs> day. He just stared at a wall. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really good. So, the, uh, I, the, the whole Danny thing and the Shining. I, you haven't read the book, have you? No, you Molly's s- read the book. So I assume that it being named that, it had more to do with, like, the original source material, maybe? I think. Because I vaguely remember they had a miniseries on, like, NBC or something, and I vaguely remember watching that. I think that deals more with, like, the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and even that, I don't think, was too... Was too... Uh, like faithful much to yeah too or too much about like Danny I think it was still pretty close to being about uh Jack Torrance and mm-hmm. his whole thing with the with the hotel okay it just, I to me it just seems like an like an odd thing to throw in I guess yeah because all it really does is pull back Scatman Crothers like, yeah what else does it really do yeah well I heard a theory. That the reason it's called The Shining is because, uh, and I don't, I, don't, I don't think it makes that much sense, but I heard a theory that the reason it's called The Shining is because Danny, this whole thing is orchestrated by Danny because he still has ill will towards Jack about, uh, sep- like, dislocating his shoulder. Uh-huh. So, th- he's like, uh bringing these ghosts about to test him to see if he could he's prone to violence again and then once he's prone to violence then he he orchestrates this whole thing to kill him in the end mm. because they they bring it up in the documentary that like these ghosts can't really do anything uh-huh. so how the hell did the cooler open up for him right when he was stuck in there and one theory is that Danny opens it because that's the only way that he can kill his dad Okay. Because if he's stuck in there, then they can get him help. But if he's not stuck in there, then he can go and do his rampage and then make it seem like the only way to stop him is to kill him. Okay. That makes sense. And I then, was wondering that, too, because, like, none of the visions in there, whatever they are, seem to do anything. And even when they do make, like, physical contact, uh, like... Nicholson making out with the naked chick yeah. to turn into, like, this decaying old lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, I was like, did that really even happen? I know. And that's, the like, the one main frustration I have with this movie, and because Molly even brought it up to me when we were watching it, because we watched it together, and she was like, the book goes way more into those stories, because the, the whole story of The Shining is that the people that died at the Overlook Hotel are stuck there because it's on an Indian burial ground, yeah. and they're not allowed to leave. So, like, that woman that Jack Nicholson makes out with, that was, like, an actress that drowned in the bathtub mm-hmm. and didn't find her body f- till like, a week later. So that's why when he pulls back and she's, like, this bloated corpse, she was just a bloated corpse they found in a bathtub. And that's why, like, she's, like, 
she's like rotted and like looks like she's like waterlogged and shit. Uh-huh. But they don't bring that up in the movie. They just like, oh, here's a creepy thing. Uh-huh. And then like the ballroom was like uh, supposed to be like a fire that took place on New Year's on like New Year's Eve that people couldn't escape from and they all died in there. Mm. So it's like everyone that's in the overlook that has died is stuck there. But they never really say that because no. it feels like Kubrick is kind of like up his own ass about trying to do his own thing <laughs> that he doesn't even care about the story. And I think that's because Stephen King hates this fucking movie. I actually have a quote from him. <laughs> uh, his Stephen King says this movie is equivalent to a car without an engine. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, uh, I guess Kubrick's not a big fan of him either because they said there's even like a scene... In the movie, if you pay attention, when Scatman Crothers is driving back to the Overlook, there is an there's a eighteen wheeler that's overturned onto a red beetle, and in the book, the the Torrance family drives to the Overlook in a red beetle, but they make it yellow in the movie. Mm. So that so people are saying that was Kubrick's fuck you to Stephen King, where it's like I'm gonna take your story and do whatever the fuck I want. So mm. fuck your story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then, like, I guess I don't even understand why you even want to take the property then. Then do whatever you want. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't... Like, maybe he, they're he, just going to be found it, to each other. Yeah, like, he found it and was inspired, but then he was like, well, I'm going to take it and do what I want with it. Because I... Like, it inspired me to do something, but it, it's so close to my inspiration that if I do it and then I don't get your permission... You're going to sue me. I can see that. So I'll do that. But then in the same sense, I'm going to be like, maybe like Stephen King was like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? And he's like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not going to listen. Like, I got the rights. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. I'm going to crush your red beetle. <laughs> because like, uh, I'll talk more about this when we do uh, Dr. Sleep next week. But I f- like, I I never I didn't watch The Shining before I saw Doctor Sleep. This is my first time watching The Shining all the way through in a long time, after seeing Doctor Sleep. Yeah, and like this movie is so much more different than Doctor Sleep is. Like it doesn't yeah, even I've feel it doesn't even feel like the same universe almost. Yeah, like imagine if there was a sequel to Two Thousand One, where there was a band of space pirates that went to attack the space baby at the end. Okay. That's pretty much what Dr. Sleep is to, compared to this. Okay. So it's so weird to like watch this because I feel like Stanley Kubrick is so like, even though this one is, even though this movie is kind of cut and dry compared to his other stuff, like it still feels kind of like an art house film and Dr. Sleep's Dr. Sleep feels way more like a blockbuster type. Yeah. Okay. I kind of expected that anyway. Yeah. Um, but whatever. So I um I don't I don't even really have much more to say about The Shining. Like yeah, I know it's been like talked to death, and it's like this big huge movie. Yeah. But my honest opinion, I don't see why. <laughs> like it wasn't my favorite movie, and like I don't like come next week or the t- in two weeks where I'm not in a Shining mode. Yeah. I won't be thinking about this movie. <laughs> Like, it didn't do much of anything for me. And, like, granted, the people who do get into it and, like, want to have those, like, crackpot theories, like, yeah. I would find that more interesting 
yeah. than actually going back and watching the movie again. I didn't take away a whole lot besides like a fun Jack Nicholson performance from it. Okay. Um, so like it just kind of hit me ho hum, and like maybe it was the way I split it up because I did watch like half of it last night. Like on my TV, yeah. But then I had to watch the rest of it today on my phone, <laughs> yeah. Because I had a bunch of other kids in the house, and I didn't want them to see like a murder of Scatman Crothers with an axe or whatever it is. You know what I mean? I didn't yeah. want to traumatize them by having like somebody axe through a door and Shelley Duvall losing her fucking mind. <laughs> I know for being a horror movie, there's not that much death in it. There's one. Yeah, just one on-screen yeah. death. It's yeah. it's weird because I guess, yeah. the, well, I guess there's not even really that many characters in it to. No, die there anyway, isn't. But but yeah, like you think about like a movie like this where it was like they would, like if a movie like this was made today, there would be like, there'd be like a, like a young couple and like a fucking like yeah, like a bunch of other like coeds being like, <laughs> well, we're gonna hang out with the Torrance family too. <laughs> yeah. Just so there's like fodder for Jack Nicholson yeah. to run through when he's right. trying to kill his family at the same time. For sure. Also found it, um, it's been parried a bunch of times, but Jack Nicholson's death face <laughs> at the end of this. Oh, yeah. Where he's just like semi-cross-eyed and showing his teeth. So here's here's my <laughs> crackpot theory that I developed that uh, I feel like this was Stanley Kubrick's way of uh, developing a Looney Tunes scene set in real life. Uh-huh. Because he does so much like Looney Tunes foreshadowing throughout, where it, they they call Danny Doc, uh-huh. and there's like they they're watching like a Roadrunner cartoon for no reason at one point, mm-hmm. and I think at the end like it's it's set up in a way where it's a Looney Tune car it's like a Looney Tunes type scene, but you don't think of it that way because it's realistic and horrific and horrific, uh-huh. down to where. Jack Nicholson looks like a goddamn cartoon at the end. <laughs> yeah. And it, it and it plays out like like a scene like that. Like if if Danny was legit like Bugs Bunny where they cuz they keep calling what's up doc or whatever. Yeah. And he's leading him through a maze. Like it feels like he's Bugs Bunny and Jack Nicholson is Elmer Fudd with a fucking <laughs> axe instead of a shotgun where he gets stuck somewhere frozen and then he turns into an ice cube where he goes cross-eyed. That feels like something from Looney Tunes, but it's portrayed in a way where it's realistic so you're hor- you're horrified. Sure. And then it's like, so what's the difference between seeing these cartoons doing the exact same thing and then how what what is that teaching modern-day society that this is okay? Oh, well... <laughs> The cartoons can shake it off and not be dead forever. Oh, I know. But, like, I think it's portrayed in a way where, like, the cartoons are prevalent and, like, they're being shown to Danny in a way where it's like, oh, this is this is good to show a kid. But yet he plays out a scenario where that plays out and it's horrific. Yeah. Yeah. That's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. That was my crackpot theory that I got from it. Okay. Um. So wh- what? What's your take on Shining as in a hole here? Well, I think I liked it more than you, just based on the idea that it's one of those movies where you go back and watch it and get something different out of it every time. Uh-huh. And uh, like I think, 
I, I don't think you're ever going to revisit this again. <laughs> Not so. <clears throat> but uh, I don't know. I, I, I just love movies like that where it's so off the wall. And it it was probably made with Stanley Kubrick having something in mind that no one's ever going to see. Uh-huh. But yet, because he's so fucking insane and the <clears throat> things in it make no sense, people invent their own ideas of it. And it can manifest all these different amalgamations of itself. And... I, I love watching shit like that. But in the same sense, to it, it, I think it tries to present itself as a straightforward story when I don't think there's that much about it that's straightforward for the longest time. I don't know. So I'm, I'm torn from it. Like I'm like torn by it because it's like, if you want to take it as like the shining story, it's probably like a B minus, but like just as a... Here's a bunch of shit. Take it as you want. I'd probably give it like a A minus. Hmm. Okay. So I, I'll I'll do a middle of the road with it and go like a middle of the road B. Okay. I uh, I'm gonna go ahead and grade it a C minus. I think. It just wasn't. It wasn't bad by any stretch of the means. I guess maybe I saw it like at the wrong time. Maybe I should yeah. have seen this in 1980. You know. <laughs> When I was negative six, but uh, <laughs> I all like a lot of the stuff has been like redone in pop culture. Yeah, and it just wasn't like I don't know. It just didn't do a whole lot of things for me. Okay, through reasons I've already said. No, and I <clears throat> I think the thing about it is that if you do take this at face value, it's not that fun. And I think with how you watch it, where you you kind of not well. You had to rush it because you <laughs> were, watch, were doing it for the show. But just like watching it as like get, to try and get it over with, I don't think that's the way to watch it to have to like really take in what it is. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. That's pretty much anything though. But like. Yeah. Like, no. I get that. Especially for this. Yeah. Especially for like something like this. <laughs> like if we were gonna watch Six Underground tonight and you watch it in the same way, you'd have more fun as in like something like this. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's uh, gonna wrap up the shining. A little, uh, little teaser before we get to uh, before we get to Doctor Sleep. Doctor- and I, I think you'll like Doctor Sleep more. Okay, we will see, won't we? Yeah, we will see. Yeah, um, Doctor Sleep was way more cut and dry than this was. All right. Well, I thought this was fairly cut well. And not, dry. Well, not cut and dry, but more action. <laughs> More, okay. There's more action throughout. Okay. I think there there are some dead spots in, in The Shining where I can see how you would fall out. Okay. Um, is there anything else uh, you want to suggest or that you were really into this last this last week? Well, uh, I saw Jojo Rabbit. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It, it was a lot of fun. Yeah? Yeah. It, I think this is my second favorite Taika Waititi movie. The first being... Uh, what We Do in the Shadows. Okay. And... Because it's... I think he does a really good job of portraying people that you don't share their ideals, but they can still be good people. Okay. And... Like, especially in this where... Uh, like, I think... I really like Sam Rockwell's character in this, where he's like a down-and-out German soldier who, like... He... Like, his eye got fucked up, so now he's stuck... Uh, training a bunch of kids uh-huh. 
to be like German soldiers when they grow up. Sure. Where, uh, like he doesn't really agree with Nazis, but he's like, well, I got, I'm a German soldier. I don't really know much else. Uh-huh. So like he he tries to do his best to influence pe- like people the best he can. But beyond that, he's still a Nazi, and he's still <laughs> so like he, there's only so much he can really do in terms of that. But holy shit, Scarlett Johansson's fucking awesome in this. Really, as like the mom, like she comes off as like the most likable like mom character I've seen in a movie in a long time. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay. So it, yeah, it all around, it's a lot of fun. I would definitely suggest Jojo Rabbit. For whatever reason, anytime anybody says Scarlett Johansson was really great in this, I'm always surprised. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, I was like, sh- there's two performances this year back to back where I was like, holy shit, she's a really good actress. I know. Between this and Marriage Story, I'm like, God, she might be like the best actress going today. Jeez. Yeah. My goodness. So yeah, check out definitely check out Jojo Rabbit. I think I've. Fuck, I think I put it, like, number four on my list Jeez. when I went through what I was thinking. Okay. It's All right. hella good. I'm, I have wanted to check it out. I just yeah. haven't had the opportunity yet. Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Check it out. And then uh, Better Call Saul came back. Uh-huh. And it's it's still good. They like He's officially Saul Goodman now. Okay. And, uh... Yeah, that like the first two episodes came out this past week, and you get to you get to find out the origins of Crazy Eight's name. All right, <laughs> <laughs> if you ever cared, and uh, no, it's 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 still good. I, I I I love diving back into that Breaking Bad universe, even if it is like in the past. Yeah, and seeing like the origins of of Saul Goodman, and there's so many characters. In the show still that you know don't exist in Breaking Bad, where you're like, holy fuck, there's gonna there's gotta be like a massacre coming up soon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's, there's like, there's like at least three or four characters that you know don't exist in Breaking Bad that are still alive. <laughs> oh shit! And you're just waiting for that shoe to drop. Oh fuck! So yeah, Better Call Saul still really good. Right on. And uh, yeah, that's all I'm into. I did a bit of reading in this last week. Oh my god, look at you. I uh, didn't really watch much of anything, but I did, uh, uh, in uh, prep for the new Bloodshot movie coming out this next month, I did read uh, Bloodshot Reborn by Jeff Lemire. Nice. Uh, It's like a relaunch of the, uh, uh, it's like a... Not a relaunch, but it's like a new spin on the character after his initial like re-release in 2012. Yeah, where he like loses his like powers and abilities, and then ends up getting thrown back into that life, and then he like slowly regains them back. Oh shit! And he's like, it's kind, it's kind of cool because. Like, I'm, I didn't re- read through all of it. I've only kind of just, like, cracked the first chunk of it. But, like, you can tell from the constant, like, re-scrambling of his brain. Mm-hmm. And now with all the nanites out of him, like, he's gone a little bit insane. And he's seeing a cartoon version of himself along oh. for the ride called Blood Squirt. <laughs> so going, like, happy with it? A little bit. <laughs> uh, and, like, Blood Squirt is, like... 
it's even drawn differently. Like he's drawn like a cartoon character, like oh, two shit. dimensional. Yeah. And like he's got a bunch of blood puns. Like he calls himself like the half pint. Like <laughs> and his blood squirt and uh just a, a bunch of weird fucking things. And he's like super murder happy. Like oh, shit. You know what we should do? We just fucking kill the bitch. And I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So anyway, uh that's called Bloodshot Reborn by nice. Jeff Lemire. I am kind of curious to check out Bloodshot when it comes out. Yeah, same. Theaters. Um, and then I also read uh, a book for that I'm going to be doing for um, Imperious Rex coming up. Uh, started Black Science Ooh. by Rick Remender. Um, it uh, it's about namely um, this one main character who's like a scientist and kind of his relationship with his team and his family, um, but like they make uh, a device in order to jump through different dimensions in order for their dimension not to run out of natural resources. Mm. And they get it to work, and then it gets fucked up, and then they're just randomly hopping through dimensions. Oh, shit. Until they can get that thing fixed. Oh. And, like, it's... Like, high stakes. Because, like, anybody that you're getting to know can just, like, die at any time. <laughs> and so, like, it's pretty it's pretty cool. And where, where I'm at, like, he's already met, like, a different version of himself. Fuck. And, like, it's pretty good so far. And I'm only barely in it. So, Damn. it's I like that. And then I also read, for an upcoming show that I'm doing for Credits Due, because yeah. I'll be on that one. Yeah. I read the comic... Of Cowboys and Aliens. Ooh. Uh, yeah, it's coming up pretty soon, isn't it? Or... It's one of their next one or two. I know, that's I know they're out. doing the Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull next. I think the one after that is Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, shit. So I know we're recording with like in a week in a, or a week and a half. Or oh, whatever. shit. But anyway, it was. I don't remember much of Cowboys and Aliens, the movie, because I haven't went back and watched it yet. Yeah. But I know the book is nothing like the movie, or vice versa. The movie is nothing like the book, and I think for good reason, because the book (laughs) sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll elaborate more on credits due, so you can go and listen to that episode. But I've got a lot to say. I was pretty psyched because they took my suggestion of doing Firewall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was so pissed they didn't invite me back on to talk about it because it was the one that I want to talk about. <sighs> oh. The movie's so terrible and I want to talk about it so bad. I loved their reason to do it too because they just they couldn't fucking find that movie to save their life that the one they <laughs> yeah. had on the docket. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck was it called? It's that submarine one. I don't remember what I it was. I have no idea. But they're like, well, we couldn't fucking find Clear and it. Present Danger, I think it was. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it like a... Is that like a Jack Ryan movie? Yeah. I think it was. But, yeah, Firewall's terrible. <laughs> and I was... Like, Air Force One is okay, but, man, Air, Firewall's so bad, and I want to talk about it so bad. <laughs> but I had to talk about Air Force One, which was still okay. Yeah. Uh... So anyway, yeah, check out Credits Due in oh, probably a month, because their episodes come out every two weeks. So Yeah. Or just listen to all their shows, because they're good. Yeah, and they are. Yeah, for they're sure. They're good dudes. They, uh, if you don't know the premise, they uh, 
do an actor's filmography a movie at a time. Yep. So they'll just take, uh, like, last season, I think it was Will Smith. No, it was, um, oh, fuck. It was a woman. Scarlett Johansson? No. Uh, Redhead. Oh, uh, Julianne Moore? Yeah, Julianne Moore was their last one. Yeah, so all the other people I said also are seasons. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah they're also seasons. <laughs> so they just take it from, like, one of the earliest yeah. movies they've been in up to the kind of present time. Yep. And, uh, I think they're fun. Yeah. I like to see, like... They kind of do, like, a fun analysis of, like, how they've matured as actors as they as they go through their career. Or, like, if they had hit any weird slumps, like, what they just got through with Harrison Ford. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's just doing, like... This weird rapey... <laughs> yeah, weird fucking dramas for no one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he always has, like, a scene where he just comes off kind of rapey all the time. <laughs> Yeah, they, I think every single episode, they're like, man, he sure is rapey in this, isn't he? <laughs> but yeah, it's it's great. It's always uh, on, like, my must-watch, or must-listen-to-soon uh, podcast. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's that's all I've been into this last there week. There you go. Next week, JT? Next week, for uh, Monday... I'm uh I'm breaking up a twofer we did for okay. the next two weeks since we're talking about a older film and its much more recent sequel. Uh-huh. I'm breaking up our big episode we did with old PKP. Okay. <laughs> so uh we're going to talk about Blade Runner. Uh-huh. For our flashback episode this week. Perfect. Awesome. To lead into uh, Doctor Sleep and then Blade Runner 2049 for our next flashback episode. I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait for you to re-listen to those. Yeah. Mostly surprisingly, fact... Surprisingly, the first episode, uh, PK does not talk that much about his phone. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's, it's a 2049 most, one? Yeah, mostly hams in <laughs> okay. the first one. Very... I did not listen to 2049 yet. I'm sure 2049 is where he goes more into his phone, but uh, the Blade Runner is mostly hams. Very crisp, very about. refreshing. Very crisp, very refreshing. <laughs> awesome. I can't wait for that. So, yeah. uh, if they want to talk how crisp and refreshing hams are with you, where can they do hey, that? Hey, find me at Bucky Furman on Twitter. Also, Bucky Furman on Instagram and Bucky Furman on Snapchat. Troy. And by they, I mean you, the listener can hit me up at Troy the Max on Twitter. You can hit both me and JT up at Review Review Pod on Twitter, as you know. And while there, you can vote for the tourney of random movies. It's Twilight versus Children of the Corn. <laughs> hit it up. <laughs> Make those votes count, people. We need this. <laughs> Uh, you can find our episodes pretty much anywhere that podcasts are. Our new episodes are uploaded onto reviewreviewpod.podbean.com. Yes. As well as they're on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And while there, you can rate and review us. Because if you like the show, that really helps out and helps other people find the show as well. If you want to write in, please do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Darn tootin'. Darn tootin', good shootin'. Uh, that's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it a thing. Darn tootin'. 
Good shooting. <laughs> our pats is our bats. <laughs> That's the best thing we've done in a long time. I don't care. That is fucking great. That does not trend. Our pats is our bats. Yeah. If that does not trend, I'm going to be fucking pissed. <laughs> uh, so that's going to be the show. There you go. Join so us jo- Monday. Join us Monday for our review of Blade Runner. Yes. And uh, join us for next week where we finally see... Dr. Hat. Troy, <laughs> what do you think of Dr. Miss Hat? <laughs> you see the Twitter thread that started uh, after I made that... Uh, joke. Oh yeah, where I talked about how you could like if you, this dangerous game of telephone could make us review Cat in the Hat, and then uh, and then uh, was or it was either Sam or OJ was like hashtag the Cat in the Hatning, <laughs> and then the and then the better half of uh, Ghost Hunter Dave started talking about how it's actually really good. That blew and then my mind. And then oh no. We're not going to do the cat in the hat. I've recently just put it on for Macy, and... Really? She could not stand it. Oh, she, care for she it, couldn't stand and it? And I was watching this and like, what the fuck even is this movie? No thanks, and turned it off. So, no thanks. Man, I hope Miss, Mrs. Ghost Hunter Dave is not listening... Because she Dave. seemed like she was, she seemed like she found a gold mine where she's like, "You don't understand how good it could possibly be." Lady Dave is full of shit. <laughs> putting it out in the ether right now. Lady Dave, I am not speaking. Listen, I love her for T Max, but you might be full of shit. I love her, but you're full of shit, Lady Dave. <laughs> don't you ever say Cat in the Hat is good enough to watch? Not ever. Uh. So that'll do it. So until next time, JT. Hey. I have been Troy the Max Extreme. And I am always JT3K. That way. Are off.